The Incredibles 2 comes out this coming week, and to celebrate, we're going to go all the way back to where it all started. The OG Incredibles, 14 years in the past. We're talking about that Pixar classic, The Incredibles, on a very super family edition of The Review. Review. And they got busy! (laughs) Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I'm Mr. Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm Jack Jack! (laughs) Today we are going 14 years into the past to deliver you a review for The Incredibles to wet our whistle. They should have just like waited one more year and made it a solid 15. Yeah, doesn't it bother you? Just like a nice round number? (laughs) God, what the fuck, Pixar? <laughs> anyway. Get your uh, shit together. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to get a little smattering of Incredibles action before we jump right back into it. Next week. When we check in for next week. The Deuce. For Incredi-Deuce. Incredi-Deuce. But before we do all that, at the top of the hour, we're going to get into the news of the week. Yes. Starting with, I'm going to start a little... Uh, depressing and work my way up all right i love that <laughs> so this has kind of been angering me um it's a depression anger it is it's sad and are we makes going, me angry are we going through the seven stages of grief <laughs> all in all in 10 seconds yeah yeah <laughs> um and then by the end i'll accept it oh good <laughs> uh so millie bobby brown you, you might know her as number 11 from stranger things yeah has just divorced herself from Twitter. Ugh. Did you hear about this? No. Well, I think it broke today. She has totally left Twitter after she became a subject of homophobic tweets. Oh, um, fantastic. And they, in the article I read, they showed some of them. They're just awful. Yeah. Like, so I don't know why. It just kind of happened out of nowhere. She's like a big supporter of the LGBT community. Yeah. And so I don't know what weird fucking group of people out there to get their kicks just wanted to harass this child on twitter but like she just left so good good like then get the yeah get the fuck off twitter it's so fucking stupid there's that yeah twitter's a shit bag sometimes and um i'm her i'm totally spaced on her name but she was in the last jedi yeah she did she Uh, left instagram yeah for just being harassed on that yeah being a woman pretty much I'm like, yeah. Jesus. But then you think of the people that are harassing them, and they probably live the most pathetic lives. I know that. Like, they (laughs) have nothing else to do but just berate people on social media because they fucking are losers. Oh, but, yeah. I know. That's what I get. Like, for the small bit of harassment that I'll get online for my wrestling, Uh I just comfort myself by looking at their profile pictures. (laughs) I look at them like, oh. That's why you're making fun of me. Because you're a walking slug of a man. <laughs> yeah. You literally... I like. I just look down at my dick and I'm like, well, I can do this. <laughs> so, like, I am just, like, almost had it with all that type of shit. Like, yeah. I don't see it in my feed because I've curated enough where I don't have to see a lot of that shit. Yeah. But, like, my God. Like... like I feel sorry for anyone getting that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've developed enough of a thick skin where, like, people can just 
make fun of me and was like, oh, funny. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, but there's people out there that they don't take that shit. Like, just leave them alone. Let them live their lives. Just, yeah, leave them alone. Yeah. They're out there doing, they're just, they just happen to have a job that involves them being in the public eye. <laughs> does, it does not give you the right to treat them like a piece of shit. No. A bunch of cucks on the internet trying to yeah. fucking... Now bring it back the cucks, I see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that shit. If any of our listeners are up to that shit, you suck. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm going to find you and beat the fucking shit out of you. I mean, but po- I won't. <laughs> I mean, poking a little fun at somebody is fine. But, yeah. like, really just harassing sh- people? Yeah. Get off there, you troll. Yeah. You don't deserve the internet. And when I make fun of people, I just don't tag them like a chicken shit. Yeah. That way it doesn't hurt their feelings. Yeah. And, and that I way still if, feel better about myself. And if they look it up, then you know they look yeah. it up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so you, so you vanity, huh? <laughs> so you look yourself up on Twitter. <laughs> Which I do that too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, drop the subject. <laughs> I remember once I did that to Jeremy Borash. <laughs> I said something like, look at this guy trying to be Jeremy Borash. And he liked the tweet. And I'm like, I didn't even tag him in this. And then I think you were like, that means he had to look himself up. And I'm like, what a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love vanity searching. (laughs) That's where I get all of, like, the shit where people talk shit about me. And I love, I just love reading that stuff. You just dig up people where it's, they just, like, like, I don't even care if it's bad. The fact that they actually invested time into talking shit about me means that they had to think about me for that amount of time. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel good about myself. But too much of a pussy to tag you. Yeah. But even then, I love it. <laughs> like, they're like, this is three paragraphs long. You spent three paragraphs worth of time <laughs> thinking about me. Uh, I love it. Oh, my God. That is pretty great. <laughs> That's pretty great. It makes, it makes me feel like I did something. <laughs> In uh, more, I'm uh, ramp. I'm going from bad to good in this segment here. Good. Rank all my news. Good. I was feeling so down from that last. Um, one. Comcast still nipping at that fox to get its sweet, sweet fox stuff. Uh, I don't <laughs> Properties. Know. Properties. There we go. Uh, Comcast has officially put in a bid for sixty-five billion dollars cash for. All Jesus. of what Fox has to offer. They sell people. Uh, I don't know what they've done to get that kind of money. Um, and you don't want that know. has currently outbid Disney. Yeah. As they put in a $52.4 billion stock bid. Yeah. Which means that shit could go up, though. Uh, that could go up. I mean, Disney's on the up and up recently. Yeah. So they get 52 bill- bills in stock. That could be 75 yeah. bill a couple years? Yeah. You don't know? Especially like the properties that they would be acquiring from that. Yeah. Could make them more valuable. Yeah. So who knows? And also Comcast has been, um, even though they're outbidding Disney at the moment, Yeah, they have to look at what is the better side to take because Comcast kind of does shisty business practices. Yeah. That, like jacking up cable prices and all that kind of stuff where yeah. Disney... They're just an entertainment company. They yeah. give people what they want. And granted, they are buying up IPs like crazy mm-hmm. to be a mega conglomerate of IPs. Yeah. They're not really shysting people out of anything. They're giving people stuff. Not and if they yet. And if they want to pay for it, they can. Whereas some places, Comcast may be the only cable provider that could be available, and they can just screw your rates up anytime they want. Yeah. So... 
there you have it. So it's a still scary thing that mm-hmm. Comcast could try to get it, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Don't, don't, don't count them tricky out, Tricky situation. Don't count them out. Tricky situation. Uh, moving up into a little bit more good news. <gasps> oh. Uh, now, a little bit ago, during around the Super Bowl, they teased a crocodile. Superb owl. Troy, don't want to get sued. Oh, shit. Superb owl. Yes. Uh, they had the uh, audacity to tease us with a Crocodile Dundee sequel. And damn it, it turned out to be a tourism ad. God damn Which we all kind of expected maybe it was going to be. Yeah. But that has just wet the whistle of Paul Hogan himself. Because now he <laughs> says that he is confirming he is now interested in doing a real Crocodile Dundee sequel. With Danny McBride? I don't know. I know with Paul Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> Rust bucket just I, drove I, I, by. My God, <laughs> the Rambler just drove by. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh shit. But uh, that makes me upset because Paul Hogan now looks like a melted candle yeah. of a man, and he's also a flaming asshole. Yeah, kind of a shyster. Uh, a bit. <laughs> he's of a the dick. Comcast of men, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he's the internet trolls of actors. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. He probably made fun of Millie Bobby Brown on Twitter. Oh my god, what an idiot. Yeah. Fucker. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Paul Hogan. <laughs> Shit brick. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, uh, I'm not super stoked for this. Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2 are some of my favorite movies of my childhood. Yeah. Of your childhood you threw up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> th- still of my adulthood too. But yeah. I, The first one was good. First one was good. Yeah. Second one... Not as good, but still fine. Okay. It goes on for like 10 years. I'll take but... your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on for 10 years. <laughs> it really Just finished did. watching it. <laughs> Whew. Was that a wild ride? Um, yeah, man, that movie's so long. <laughs> <laughs> they like start in New York and then they have this whole thing going on and then you realize they still go to Australia at some point. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. Um, anyway. Long story short, not excited for a Paul Hogan uh, yeah. deal with uh, Crocodile Dundee No, thank you. Especially after, like, the Crocodile Dundee in L.A. and shit. I never, I've never, I've are, never seen I've that. heard those are, like, borderline unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, moving up in the list, JT. Yeah. Uh, the Avatar sequels are inevitable. They're coming. Yeah. They're coming, Hatcha. I think I saw uh, Zoe Saldana already filmed her second and third appearance her appearances in two and three uh that and they've just added like a big cast member too i can't remember who it was but that's not my news yeah my news is that james cameron has come out and said that i'm making nine more avatar (laughs) sequels are quote exceeding all of our expectations jesus and quote water will play a huge part in these sequels. <laughs> We're going to film them live in the Marinara Trench. That was one of the quotes I laughed at real hard when I was going through this article. They were just he was he was just fucking chatting up his movies like he always does. Oh yeah. Like I used to not care about uh, James Cameron at all. Like whatever he would say be like if he'd hype up a movie i'm like oh it's probably good yeah but now i can't take his word for shit like, i hope I don't he know. accidentally makes water world <laughs> that would be pretty great uh, so we got kevin costner he's gonna have gills for no reason <laughs> <laughs> uh 
so check it out. I guess Avatar 3, 4, and maybe 5 are all going to be in the water. Yeah, I think he said that he has up to 5 planned. It is Christ. 5. Yeah. 2 and 3 are coming out in 2019 and 20. And then 4 and 5 coming out in 23 and 24, I think. <sighs> so it's somewhere around there. So stay tuned. Buckle up. Man. Gonna be a wild, watery ride. <laughs> just a <laughs> movie's full of water. It's gonna be a 4D experience where they just throw buckets of water on you as you watch the movie. You have to go to Noah's Ark to watch them. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, now go and see Avatar 2, now showing at Noah's Ark in the Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> uh, <laughs> America's largest indoor water park. Anyway, okay, yeah, I'm Avatar going on. Avatar 2? It's the largest indoor water park. <laughs> Moving on. Walking uh, Phoenix Joker movie is still in the works, JT. We, Good! We learned last week that Jared Leto has quite a slew of them up his I sleeve. I want them all to be made. Make them all. Make them all. Walking uh, Phoenix, apparently his movie, is going to start filming this fall already good with a budget of 55 million dollars and it'll be now under a different now this is going to try to split what the current dc continuity what they have going on over here it's going to be a different dc label of movies dc dark yes it is dc dark or dc black label whatever they're gonna go with either one is great hopefully the new marvel knights (laughs) hopefully they make a whole new intro credit scene like the dark universe shit and then it just fails hard they have a whole cast photo of future sequels coming joaquin phoenix holds his hand weird (laughs) yeah and still like tom cruise is in it in a t-shirt for some reason yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing uh Last bit of news, JT. Yeah. Ending at the best news. Best news. Jordan Peele. Yes. Director of Get Out. Yes. Half of Key and Peele. Yes. Is interested to reboot the Gargoyles. Ooh, I didn't see this. Yeah. Into a live action movie. Be cool. I would be all for it. I think if any cartoon to live action uh, remake should be made, it probably should be this one. Because I think the Gargoyles would lend themselves to live action to look pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. And it's a neat concept. Yeah. Pretty much they are the only, like, weird things out of place. Like, everything else could be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even that castle they built above the clouds that... Pesky Xanatos. Yeah. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh my god. But I would be all for it only if Keith David reprises the voice of Goliath. If he doesn't, oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Keith David has to be him. Keith David Keith David has just one of those voices. He does. It's so badass. It just is so badass. It's pretty much the best voice ever. Move over, Brian Cullen of whatever I yeah. think your name is. Who? Not Brian Cullen. That's the guy from Mad TV. <laughs> Brian Cullen? It's, I, who does Optimus Prime's voice? 
I don't know. Hey Google, who does who does the voice of Optimus Prime? Who does Brian Cullen? Peter Cullen. Ah, I was so close. Google, you you've you... saved yourself from that last time we tried to use you, <laughs> where you brought up some other weird festival. We were trying to find out the the date of the Star Wars festival. Uh they she's redeemed it. She's, she's redeemed herself. Now back to a part of the. She's family. now officially replaced Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the news I got, JT. Well, all right, Troy. So while you load up your stuff, I'm going to thank you for these delicious. Moscow Mules you've yeah. made for us. Yes. Uh, now, not a show sponsor, but it's from Bespoke Post. Yeah. And you've got quite a fancy ginger. What is this? Uh, fiery ginger syrup. Yes. That you mix with club soda. Yeah. For like the uh, ginger beer type of yeah. mixture. Yes. A little bit of lime juice and vodka. Yeah, I think that's how you're supposed to make them, but ginger beer is just the easy alternative. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Besp- definitely check out Bespoke Post, bespokepost.com. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, uh, it's like a loot crate for adults, for adult men. Yeah. <laughs> not an ad. No. We are not getting any ad. money. Not an ad. I would, just... I would not turn down a free Bespoke Post every oh uh, month. Bespoke God. Post. Come on. Bespoke post. <laughs> but no, it, it's literally fantastic. Use offer code review review. <laughs> no, don't do don't, it. Don't do it. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think I stumbled upon it like four months ago and I, I, I love it. It's a little pricey. It's like 45 bucks a month, but they, every month there's like a box on there. Where I'm like, I fucking want that. Yeah. They got options too, right? Every month. Yeah. You can yep. pick between, can like pick between a bunch of them. There was like one, they, uh, they the, the one that they tried to give me this month, but I, turned it down and got the copper mugs instead was like you get like a small humidor and like four cigars oh my god yeah what uh what all came in this one it was like uh i got uh two copper mugs the uh ginger syrup and uh there's like a wooden mallet with like a bag that you can put ice in to like crush it so you can get like like finely crushed ice Mm -hmm. instead of ice cubes Mm. Ugh, it's good Especially for a warm summer evening such as this. That's right. We also like to say that we're... Well, we tried to record a little bit early. We started a little bit earlier, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're dicking around for a bit. But it's actually light outside. Birds are still chirping. Yeah. The Rambler is just doing laps around the the street. It's a great day. It's good times. Good times. Love love the summer. Summertime. Cool for the summer. (laughs) What do you got for news? <laughs> uh, Troy, uh, Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. You know him from uh, directing such films as Gerald's Game oh. that we reviewed on here. Yes. And uh, Hush. Yes. That you have not seen yet. I have not. But uh, his next outing will be a movie called, uh, what is it? Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay. Dr. Sleep will star Ewan McGregor. As Dude. an older Danny Torrance from The Shining. Okay. All right. And it's supposed to take place right. immediately after the events of The Shining. All right. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Are you excited for it? Yeah. All I right. think Ewan McGregor would make a a good old man Danny Torrance. <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see what he does with it. Especially, I'm a big fan of this director, too. Mm-hmm. 
Like uh, even uh, even for like the small things that we didn't like about Gerald's game, it's still a really good film. Yeah, really and good. I I fucking love Hush. Yeah, you do. I've never seen it, but I've heard you say you like Hush. So there you have it. So check out Hush. Check it out. 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 Troy Leah Thompson in the news. What has she done? Uh, well, keep that tone, Troy, because oh god, uh, she's uh, apparently uh, she's pitching Marvel for a Howard the Duck movie. Leah Thompson. Yeah, you were already she in wants, one. She wants it back. She wants that Marvel money, and she's seeing dollar signs. Uh, Bring back that duck that want to fuck me. <laughs> that was a quote, legit quote. <laughs> Bring back that duck that want to fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. <laughs> 2018. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that duck that want to fuck me. <laughs> Only if they have, they just do it shot for shot. Yep. Duck tits and all. Duck tits and all. Just put in the new version of Howard the Duck in here. You got yourself Perfect. gold. Perfect. It's easy. I mean, yeah. I've already given you the answer. <laughs> I gave it I gave it the fucking answer. <laughs> Just do it. Bring back the duck that want to fuck me. <laughs> Leah Thompson, 2018. There you go. Uh, try that Lord of the Rings show that we're looking forward to. What? Uh, planning to come out 2021. All right, I'll so set my, set my expect watch. Expect a full review of it. <laughs> We're gonna talk about no, we're not. Oh my god! Fuck if that you, noise. if we fucking did that, I'd just kill myself. Fuck that noise. Uh, Troy, we always talk about those remakes. Most of the just, time, they're fucking they're awful. Just all on our minds at all times. They're usually just all over the place. But this one might be interesting. Okay, this one is got this, this, this is the one. This is the one that's gonna do it right. It's gonna turn this us is around the one. on remakes. Hey, they figured it out. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, Steven Spielberg's Amblin mm-hmm. Entertainment is in the process of remaking Arachnophobia. Okay. I like Arachnophobia. The Jeff Daniels, John Goodman vehicle. Uh-huh. So there you Do go. You mess with a classic though? That's true. That's true. It's been a while since I've seen Arachnophobia. I haven't probably seen it in 10 years. Man, we need to find an excuse to watch Arachnophobia. That's a good point. Do we have a show coming up on like September eighth? Why? Eight, why that eight, specifically? Eight eight. It's got eight legs. Arachnophobia. Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Oh wait, that's twenty seventeen. Doug the Pug Calendar. Oh. Even though we probably haven't filled anything out in this. I know. My only idea for September was possibly doing a Predator, where we oh, do wait. the Predator movies. That's not even eight. It's August is eight. I know we were talking. I thought I had an idea of doing like uh, spookier films in October since we're doing Venom and the Halloween movie. Be something in August. Eight eight is actually on a Wednesday too. I just guessed. Whoa! Holy fuck! Eight eight. <laughs> Have to see what comes out then. There you go. Uh, or else I'll just completely forget. <laughs> anyway, arachnophobia. Hardly newer. Oh, man, all the syrup just settled to the bottom in this. You needed to stir that shit. I know. I fucked up. <laughs> Time to make a new drink with the shit that's on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I get that ready, I'll throw you a little something, Troy. Okay. Uh, 
Troy, Avengers uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Looks like we need to do another ring of that Bill Bell. Oh, my God. Here, here we go. <laughs> Give me another Bill. Give me another Bill. Give me another. Oh. No! <laughs> that was glass. That's uh, right, Troy. They have officially, they are one of the four films ever to have acquired two billion dollars Jesus Christ yes what are you doing Disney you can't outbid Comcast at this point no shit god uh yeah I just saw that broke the other day and I was proud it's like it's like you have a kid and it's like good job son I'm so proud of you just my special boy just my special boy <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for here uh, I'm looking for that Lime. Here we go. Juice. There you go. So there you go. Avengers Infinity War. Breaking all them records. Two bills. Two bills. Gotta love it. Uh, Troy, been hearing about that drama for DC with Jeff Johns. Uh, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, so I guess for uh, Justice League, mm -hmm. uh, the... Uh, the previous writer or the the official writer for it uh-huh uh i guess a lot of his stuff wasn't used <laughs> okay. in the actual film for justice league even mm -hmm. to the point where i guess there's an actual quote from him where during the filming the writer went up to jeff johns and said so are you going to use any of my writing <laughs> i guess jeff johns just stepped in and just started writing the whole movie really yeah, like writing and producing like the whole movie. Oh, I didn't hear about any of that stuff. Um, I did hear that he did step down as the chief creative officer at DC Comics. Yeah. To start doing like his own production studio. Because before he got into DC Comics, he actually was a production assistant on the Superman movies. Like oh, really? Richard Donner's Superman movies. Oh, wow. Like, his story to get into film is just fucking dumb luck. <laughs> like, he wanted... He knew uh, Superman was being made, and so he wanted on the production, like, so much that he just called Richard Donner's studio, and he kept getting bounced around on the phone until Richard Donner picked up. And he's like, um, Hey, who is this? Uh, I was just looking for a job, and then Richard Donner just said, Hey, whoever this kid is on the phone, just give him a job. And so now he was just working on a major motion picture studio. <laughs> that was it. That's how he got into the business. Jesus. And then he got into writing comics, and he's still going to be writing comics, I guess, on the side, because he has a bunch of projects yeah. that have been started. Like, he's writing that Doomsday Clock thing that's coming out now. Oh, my God. I just saw the... The chef's kiss. Good. <laughs> kiss the asshole. <laughs> you can't use that joke anymore. It's, I know. It's, it's uncouth. Yeah, it was made by a raper, so I can't, <laughs> I can't use it anymore. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's what I heard about Jeff Johns. I didn't hear that some guy. Who, yeah, like he's. I, who was who was a writer? I can't remember. I thought Goyer wrote it. To be honest, so, no, and there was another writer on it. I can't oh. remember who it was, but like it was a writer that was. Uh, Oh, shit, I can't remember. But, yeah, like, there was, like, a quote where, um... I'm looking it up right now. Chris Terrio? 
Yeah. Because it says screenplay by Chris Terrio and then yeah. Joss Whedon. Because there's like a there's others. like a quote there's like a quote from someone that was on the set, Kyle Buchanan, that said, and I quote. I remember hearing that Jeff Johns rewrote so much of Justice League when Zack Snyder was still directing that Chris Terrio would complain, maybe try using some of my pages? Oof. <laughs> He's credited first in IMDb of the as the writer. Yeah. And Joss Whedon as the second. Yeah, but uh, so I guess they didn't use a lot of his work <laughs> in the actual film Ooh, itself. And uh, I guess uh, there's also another quote from the same guy that said WB was allegedly so unsatisfied with how John Snyder version was shaping up that they convened a footage summit for other writers, including Joss Whedon. And, uh, during that they hired Whedon to direct and write. Oh shit. (laughs) So they were just like, they were like doing all these like back alley deals where it's like, this movie fucking sucks. I wonder if, that was just like a power grab by like Johns or some shit like that. Maybe. Because like he, I don't hate him as a writer. I think he really yeah. does a good job on like taking a, a ton of muddled bullshit that's like years of continuity yeah. and like simplifying and like condensing yeah. to a nice straightforward mm-hmm. version of stuff. So like that, I mean, that really kind of surprises me, really, that it yeah. Justice League came out as, like, just blah, as it was. Yeah. But it was also rushed, too. Yeah, I know. And, and it had a whole bunch of other problems yeah. besides that. But it's okay. But it's weird. With, with that in mind, Jeff Johns is also is now set to write and produce Justice, or Green Lantern Corps, when that comes out. Okay. He, like, made Green Lanterns, like, relevant, though, in the 2000s. Like, otherwise, it was a floundering title, and when he got on it, it, like, was the most popular book at DC. Yeah. So, I have faith. I'll see how... I will have reserved expectations. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Like, I'm... I am fully behind John's that he can f- make, a like, a f- fleshed-out story. Mm-hmm. But, um... DC hasn't been doing a real great job with their movies, so... Yeah. I will, um... We'll see. That Aquaman comes out in December, mm-hmm. so we'll uh, mm-hmm. maybe that'll put it on the right path, on the right path, maybe. right track. Maybe, maybe, or maybe it'll maybe. just dig itself a deeper grave. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> My uh, last bit of news, Troy. Uh, that Quentin Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood, huh? Getting even more stars. Okay. Uh, they guess they've uh, signed on Al Pacino. Okay. All right. To be All in right. it. All right. So just so a star-studded cast so far. Pacino hasn't worked with um, Tarantino, has he? I don't think he has. It seems like it should have been a thing that happened already, but I, I don't know. think he has. Cool. I mean, I'm, it almost kind of like points out that this might actually be Tarantino's last hurrah if he's like pulling in pulling a everybody. shit ton of stars in to try and get this movie made. There is um, it's kind of like a tangent, but. Uh, <laughs> there's a podcast that I listen to intermittently and they say they hate Al Pacino now just because he had a role in some Adam Sandler movie and his name was Dunkachino and it was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial that he... Oh, yeah. Well, it was that one where he played his own sister. Jack and Jill. Yeah. And they say they will never look at Al Pacino <laughs> the same again now. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he definitely sold his soul for that one. <laughs> he, I, 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 did never he even, need the money? 
I don't know. Like I, ne- I never even watched the whole movie, but I've, I've seen enough seen scenes where I'm like, that looks like absolute dog shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's my god. Crap. My god. But uh, with that being said, Troy, we do have some bits. Oh my god. A couple bits. I have two bits. I don't know. I've got no bits, but I'll probably okay. have them as long as soon as you say them. <laughs> I'm surprised like... you have no bits. Yeah, well, because there was that there was a big one this past I week. I was a very busy person this week. There was a big one this past week. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on. Well, I'm gonna see if I can actually get ice by the time this song is done. Okay, we'll see. All right, here we go. Troy's going to race the Neil's Bits theme, <laughs> where he's gonna get ice the minute I press start on the on the Neil's Bits theme. We'll see who wins. Okay, ready, set, go, Neil's Bits. <laughs> People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Oh no! Oh, tro- oh Damn no! So close. <laughs> oh, it was two like... baby gates in my way. <laughs> you were so close. Like it was ending like right when you showed up. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, he's not gonna make it, he's not gonna make it. Fuck. And then uh you came close. Oh. So tr- so Neil, maybe not as <laughs> not as long as we thought it was. Granted, baby gates. But baby gates. Otherwise so, I would have been here. You would have been yeah, you'd I'd been have drink made by yeah. now. <laughs> Did you want some of this ice? I grabbed. I, I want some. Yeah, I want some ice. <laughs> I want some ice, icy cold winter freeze. This is a fucked up show that we're just doing this at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're paying homage to these dead people by grabbing ice, My for wetting our, our whistles. There we go. Uh, okay, now I gotta pull up my phone again. Ah. <sighs> Troy, my first bit here. Uh-huh. Eunice Gason died at age 90. Eunice. If you don't know who Eunice Gason is, she played the first ever Bond girl. Oh, I did hear about this one, actually. Yeah. That's right. She starred in, was it Dr. No was the first James Bond film? Oh, man. I don't know um, I think the order of any of those. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In the 1962 James Bond film, Dr. No. <laughs> Oh my goodness. She was the love interest. So there you go. End of an era for Eunice Gason it dying really at is. age 90. 90, man. Good long life. All the uh, bits that we've had recently are people that are like really shooting for the moon on age there. Yeah. They're like, had the uh, one of the little people from the Wizard of Oz was like 95. That's right. It was nuts, man. Um,. So yeah, congratulations for being the first of an era yep. of popular yeah. women. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a big deal to be a Bond girl. Yeah, yep. Congratulations on being the first woman to possibly contract venereal diseases from 007. Because <laughs> he fucked a lot of women. Yeah, he really did. My God. He just loved doing it, though. My God. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Uh... 
But here's a sad one, Troy. Oh, shit. The, the other one was not. Uh, dying at age 61 oh, from, a, from a suicide. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard about this one. Uh, under a famed rock. TV host and chef Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Died this past week. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, C Danger was a really big fan of him. Yes, yeah, C Danger was actually really broken up by this. Yeah, she like he was actually like one of her idols. Yeah, really. Like <clears throat> she loved that he. She wants like nothing more than to just travel the world, and that's what he got to do. Oh yeah, just like, travel and his career. Yeah, and she's like completely jealous of him. And when like she told me. Like, as soon as, like, she she must have, like, a Google alert for him or something like that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, she told me, like, at 6 a.m. It was pretty big news. Morning. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty rocked by it, too. Like, I um really had no idea who he was until, like, I was with Chelsea. And then she told me and got me all into his stuff. And, like, he was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, um, me and Molly watched some of, the, some of his uh, Parts Unknown episodes from mm-hmm, CNN. Mm-hmm. And like he does like a really good job of like, like he he does like eat food a lot, but he finds a way to like fit it in where like he almost kind of comments on the food like it's a part of the culture. Yeah. Like he finds ways to fit in like why they eat food like this. Yeah. Uh, and his no reservations was really good too. Um, he just found like the real. It seemed like he found like the real people. You yeah. Know? And like. Other, other, besides like all the other people that are kind of doing the same shit, like they're finding like the weird things to eat or like the like the mm-hmm. nice restaurants. And he was like, "This is what people really do here." Yeah, and he'll just like, fi- like apparently he's got contacts all over the world because he would just like, "Oh, we've got a friend in Bangladesh." No shit, like and, he like, he <laughs> like knew go, like half the world. <laughs> so he would go meet up with his friend there and just like sit at like little hole in the wall bar and just drink yeah. tiny glasses of beer all night. Yeah, and like. It was a really refreshing show, and he told you if something sucked. Oh yeah, that's that's what I liked about him. Where like he would go to places where like th- like this is our main delicacy, and he'd be like, "This tastes like shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, yeah, like he's like he seemed like a really cool guy, and yeah, it just goes to show you that like it doesn't matter like what your life is like, like depression can just catch up to you. Yeah, I there I I don't think there's like. People, t- I mean, I hear about it all the time that there should be more awareness for all the like these mental health issues and stuff. But then, like, if you like, some people just don't wear it on their sleeve. They're yeah. just like they have it all inside, and you would never know. Yeah, and- I think it's just a thing where like, like if someone asks for help, just be there for them. But like outside of that, like don't try and force anything. No, because I think like a lot of the people that I know that are depressed, like they're not gonna come right out. You're not gonna like. Be like, hey, you depressed? Like, oh yeah, okay, well, uh, okay. Yeah, well. I really want to talk about it with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a matter of like, you just put yourself out there that you're willing to listen if they ever are feeling down, and just be there for them. Yeah, but don't try and force anything where it's like you need to talk to me. Yeah, and to push people away. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Anthony Bourdain, you will definitely be missed by much of the world. <laughs> for sure. It's that's upsetting mm-hmm. most deaf but uh well that being said we do have uh you know it's done mm-hmm. it's done it's done it's done
God, what the fuck is gross ass? <laughs> Did it sound what like I was pouring something? Sounded like you were fucking kissing Ellie in The Last of Us. Oh boy, <laughs> wasn't that a loud fucking kiss? I to I didn't hear it because oh, I go back and listen to it. Okay, I was watching it and I was just kind of skipping around through because it, it was like eleven. Oh, yeah, it's long. it's long, it's long, but yeah, like <laughs> I like uh, just watching it. I'm like. We're making this kiss really fucking loud. <laughs> like, it legit sounded like... Ugh, Jesus. Well, speaking of Last of Us 2, that's one of my trailers. There you go. I figured that's, that's a good segue. It's a good segue into it. Um, so this last week was E3, and I didn't, like, stay in touch with it as much as I usually do, because I'm just, yeah. like, out of it at this point. Like, And you don't even own any I don't console? own any of the current generation <laughs> consoles, so I'm just, like jealous like watching all this shit but anyway last of us 2 good god that looks so oh my god just impressive looking the gameplay even looks fucking amazing like i don't know how much of it you watched but it's like it's so fucking intense i watched like most of the opening like kind of dance scene or whatever yeah and then i skipped through and i saw some of the environment stuff and yeah. then i saw like a little action scene mm-hmm. oh my god brutal shit and it yeah. looks like they've like updated like the combat kind of stuff too yeah a little bit like a lot of it it seems like a really cool meld of stealth and action mm-hmm. where like like you can pretty much fight anyone but if, but like they'll like add up if you keep doing it. So you kind of have to like be stealthy and then like start picking them off, like at certain points. Yeah. And then they made it seem where like the ammo is like, like there's ammo, but it's scattered. Like you yeah. have to kind of like pick it up as you go along. Well, th- I mean that's how the first game was too. But at the- yeah, but it, but like, even in the first one, like it wasn't like like very abundant. Like in this, it seems abundant, but it's like scattered. Like you have to like pick it up as you go along. Mm, okay. Uh, but yeah, the action scene I saw was like she crept up on some guy like near like a burn can or whatever, and then was spotted by somebody behind her, and so she like fired an arrow, and then this other guy came bum rushing, but yeah. like she dodged it, which I thought was really cool because I don't yeah. remember being able to dodge in the first one. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a while since I played it. Yeah, it seemed like there's like some fight mechanics in this where like you can like block and dodge people's shots. Yeah, so I thought that was. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, just drives a claw hammer into this guy's face. And I'm yeah. like, damn! Then the, how she cuts that dude's head off at the end. I, I didn't get all the way to the oh, end, man. but I was just skipping through it or whatever. But, like... There's, like, a oh guy with, God. like, an axe at the end. And she just, like... She gets on this, like, bundle of, like, eight arrows and picks them all up and just unloads all of them in this one dude. <laughs> and then he falls to his knees and he starts begging for his life. And then she just takes a machete and just... Keeps chopping at his neck till his head comes off. Holy fuck. <laughs> um, there was like a huge, I was telling you before this, but there's this like huge, like, um, IGN, like 50 minute trailer of all the trailers yeah. of the stuff coming out. So I might pick through that tonight, but my God. Yeah. This game, there's only one minor step up to get it where you can't tell what's real or it's not. It's so realistic looking. Yeah. Like even that trailer where they're at the dance, it just it looks like a movie. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Holy shit, man. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a few things coming out that and that are already have been out that I really want a PS4 for. Yeah. Like I uh 
to be connected to this, they also released the trailer for, I guess they're re-releasing Resident Evil 2 mm. with the with PS4 mechanics. Oh, man. And cool. that looks insanely good, too. I never really got into Resident Evil, but, like, I'm digging, like, all the remakes that they're making. Yeah. Or, like, the... Yeah, like, the... Uh, they're doing... Um, not only Resident Evil 2, but they're doing all of the Spyro franchise. Yeah, I saw that. After uh, Crash Bandicoot like, was like mm-hmm. a pretty big hit. Yeah, I remember playing Spyro and having a blast with that when I was a kid. Yeah, my uh, little brother like loved it. It, like, it hit him right at the right age where he just mm-hmm. like blew through all those games and shit. But like, oh my god. I would. The one game I want him to remake is Soul Reaver. Oh my oh, god, fuck I fucking yeah. love that game. And that game was fun too, because when you died, like you didn't die, you just went to like the after, like the nether realm. Yeah. And so then you had to like try and find your way back into the real world through the nether realm. Yeah. Which was pretty sweet. Oh my god, I fucking love that game. Just do it already. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet game. I remember playing that at your house a lot. It took me a forever to figure out how to beat that game too, because I got to one part. I'm like, well, I'm just fucking stuck here for life now. And then like. <laughs> I, all you had, cause like the graphics weren't like real great on like PlayStation one shit. Yeah. So like, you're just this polygon of a thing looking for something that could be just hidden in a wall because the graphics kind of suck. Yeah. And then once you find that, you'll just blow through the rest of the game or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I want to say there was like a part like that in like uh, odd world, uh, in like odd world Abe's Exodus. Mm-hmm. That I played when I was, because like that was like what the first game that I got when I got an Xbox. And remember, there's like one, there's like one level in there where I just didn't know how to get past it. Like I was just like stuck somewhere, and I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm not playing this ever again. <laughs> and then like like a year and a half later, like I figured out how to get past it. And I just like blew through the whole rest of the game like super fast. It's like God damn it. And it was like weird too. It was like the first level too. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you got that game and we tried playing it and we just fucking sucked at it. And yeah, like, we get we got to one point. I think it might probably was the point where we couldn't get past yeah. forever. And, like, and the first level, yeah, this? the first level is so shitty compared to the rest of the game because you don't do shit. And then once you get past that, then you can like possess people and shoot people, and you're like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I was like, wait, missing out on this the whole fucking time. How does this get easier as the game goes yeah. on? But it was a fucking sweet ass game too, because it was like it was so big that it came with like three discs. Yeah, like, oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, what else came out this week, JT? Uh, well, since we're on the subject of, uh, video games, the Spider-Man oh came out with another trailer. Chef kiss. My God, uh. that asshole exploding <laughs> in your mouth. Like, this, this was like the nerds are gonna go into the bathroom and jerk off trailer. Yeah, I did. Cause... <laughs> It's like it looks so oh, good. What villain's gonna be in this mo- in this game? And then they said everyone, <laughs> <laughs> every yeah. single one of them. It looks so fucking fluid. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, I know every single even like the just the game. I was listening to some guy review it on the trailer that I was watching, and then he was saying like I played it for an hour at E3. And I couldn't make it look as good as all the footage we saw, but it feels so good to do it. Oh, I bet. And, like, just the web swinging just feels so solid. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, give me it right now. I know. And it looks so much like uh, the Arkham games, which I fucking love the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just want something like that for for uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's real good. 
It looks so good. Oh, I'm making you just want to blow four hundred dollars <laughs> and just go get one. Um, I got one more video game one. They okay. had one that piqued my interest, but I think it might be an X block. X blocks, X blocks, exclusive. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I heard about. I didn't see it yet, but I heard about it. It looks like um, kind of like a uh, Kung Fury type of feel. Oh, mixed really? with like uh, like a cyberpunk future, but it has like an eighties vibe to it. Um, so uh, it looks kind of cool. I don't know really what to expect from it at all. I just was in intrigued by the trailer. Yeah. It takes place in 2077, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's like, I can't remember what town that they're in, but it's like the shittiest part of the world to live in, but everyone wants to live there because fucking you can do whatever you want or some <laughs> shit, and like, people got robot parts, and... Oh, fuck yeah. It's, I don't know, it looks pretty sweet. It's like the 80s mixed with the future. The 80s future is the best kind of future. That's pretty sweet, I'd play that. Yeah, so, check it out. I don't know what it really is, I didn't see any gameplay of it or anything, but yeah. it looks pretty sweet. I don't know. Right on. Other than that, I only got one other trailer. Okay. Well, I've got like, I think four more. Oh, geez. Well, just spot them off. I'll <laughs> chime in if I got it. All right. Uh, they put out a trailer for The Girl in the Spider's Web. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be like a sequel to The the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I figured. <clears throat> okay. Where uh, uh, Claire Foy will be playing the titular mm. Elizabeth Salander. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Looks good so far okay, from what good. I saw from it. I, I really like the girl with the dragon tattoo. The American Even, remake. Yeah, I think this is supposed to be based off of the American remake, just because okay. it's American. Sure. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that David Fincher remake of it is really fucking good, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really curious to see what they do with this one. Okay. So yeah, that one looks good. Did they get around to making all three of those? Like Play uh, with Fire, Hornet's Nest. No, they de- they never made it for the American. Okay. version i couldn't remember if they did or not yeah but i think i think they're just doing their own thing now because i don't even think the girl what's it called the girl in the spiders Web. i don't even think that one's a book is it i have no idea yeah i don't think it is i can't read but... so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think it is but uh but yeah so there you go there you have it uh they also came out with a this might be the one you have Troy. they came out with a trailer for the halloween I saw this one, but I forgot to write it down. Okay, they came out with a yeah trailer for Halloween, the film that's supposed to be a sequel to the first Halloween. Right. Me and Dave were talking about this the other day. Yeah. <clears throat> it's weird that they're doing it after the first one, where like Halloween two takes place right after the first one. Yeah. And like I don't remember what happens in it because I probably have seen that one, one and two the least. Yeah. But well, two is like two's not bad. It's like a little on the overkill for gore, but it's not bad. But I think they wrote out two because that's where they introduced that uh, she's Michael Myers' sister. Okay. And I think they're trying to just make it where like she's just like a babysitter that he's stalking. Oh, okay. Not sure. Um. I've actually seen the one with Paul Rudd in it the most. <laughs> I know. I've seen that one the most, too. It's like <laughs> yeah, the, that's the one. That's always on TV. Yeah, that's the one they yeah. always put on TV. Um, yeah. So, and I've never seen Season of the Witch. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that one either. <laughs> People's face turns into snakes I've, or whatever it happens. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, yeah, but, I mean, it looks fine, I guess. It's got that Carpenter score in it, so you got me hooked. 
that piano, oh yeah like, oh, so good i'm like I know. oh fuck yeah and like yeah there's some like some cool shit in there like like that chick that's in the in the bathroom stall and he just like drops that dude's teeth on the floor mm-hmm. like ah mm-hmm. oh, man I'm, I'm pumped to see it. it might suck but i'm pumped to see it i fucking yeah. love michael myers i think he's like out of all like the slashers he's like the most terrifying looking i think so too like he freaks me the fuck out yeah he always has yeah even like in one of the movies i think it might be the paul rudd one <laughs> like they just have a drawing of his face and that just black eyes and the pure white face just it's even scares the shit out of me yeah i remember and it might be the fact that like this might be like the first like horror slasher movie that i saw ever as a kid yeah i think i caught it on tv and it scared the piss out of me and so it might just have those lingering nostalgia yeah. horror sweats mm-hmm. <laughs> i think if we review this we need to go back and watch the original halloween that'd be review, all right so we can make fun of how much he drives a goddamn car in it <laughs> He drives a car so fucking yeah, much. I don't remember. I've, I've only <laughs> seen the first one like one, maybe two times. I don't remember it. But then like, yeah, somebody brought it up in some video. And I'm like, what the fuck? He, he drives dri- a car He, he spends it. like half the movie driving a car. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> what? It makes him way less scary. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even like a cool car. It's like a station wagon. Yeah, it's like a woody station wagon. <laughs> It's like the Griswolds or some shit. Yeah. He's like, he's a fucking hauling Clark Griswold in the back. <laughs> Killed Clark Griswold and threw his body in the back. Uh, they also have a trailer out for the uh, Neil Armstrong biopic, First Man. Mm. Uh, this is also the one that is directed by Damien Chazelle mm-hmm. from La La Land fame. Uh-huh. And uh, I was a little skeptical going into it because it's like... Uh, Neil Armstrong gives a shit. Uh-huh. But it looks like they're going to go... <laughs> hot take on Neil Armstrong. I mean, look. <laughs> how are you going to make like an hour and a half or two hour long movie about a guy that did a thing that lasted like... Like eight seconds. Yeah. Has... Yeah. But that actually looks kind of cool. Like they actually... They seem like they're going to go through like the things that... I mean, he did go to the moon. Yeah. Like, like the precautions <laughs> they took on, the, on Earth to try and make sure they made it there. And then like... How janky it still looked when they were like getting in the ship. Mm-hmm. Like they show a scene in the trailer where they're walking to the ship and the walls of the ship are like, and like the walls of the rocket are like shaking around them as they're getting into it. Oh, where it's like that looks janky. You're shooting that into space <laughs> with me in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looked like everything was just like barely fastened to each other. I uh I just forgot about that. I saw I saw chunks of this like. Somebody posted on Facebook or whatever, and I was just kind of scrolling through it a little bit. Um, but I need to sit down and actually watch this one. I, I haven't seen this all mm. yet. But, yeah, it, it, I think it does a really good job of showing you, like, how fucked you had to be to be an astronaut back in the 60s. Yeah. Because it's like, even the, one, even the mission that succeeded looked <laughs> like you were going to fucking die. We're going to put you in a tube full of explosive fuel and yeah. just launch you into space. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. Well, they even showed people, like, they showed people reacting to how the rocket looked, and it's like, how do we know that this isn't going to, like, destroy the town next door <laughs> if it blows up? Because it looks like a fucking nuclear rocket. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, it looks interesting. Like, I, it seems like they kind of take, like, a different take on, like, the whole... Like Apollo mission, good deal. That uh, is not really shown that much. Good. 
And uh, the last one I have is the teaser trailer for the... This is the one you have, Troy? I think it is. For the <laughs> Disney live-action yeah. yeah. Dumbo. That's right. This movie looks like it might scare me. This looks like they just took scenes from The Greatest Showman. <laughs> that. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I... Dumbo is, like, a fun movie once you, like, think about the nostalgia of it. But then if you go back and rewatch it, there's a bunch of terrifying parts in it. Yeah. Where, like, boys turn into donkeys. That's Pinocchio. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh... Or maybe I'm thinking of, um... Maybe I am just thinking about Pinocchio. Maybe Justin Burton should do Pinocchio. Just scare the shit out of me. Um, the, oh, yeah, this is the one with the racist crows. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's it. Fun fact, this is Leonard Moulton's favorite movie ever, was the animated Dumbo. Really? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> well, different time. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, I. This is, like, one that I haven't seen a lot, either. I remember the Pink Elephant song. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Like, I think this movie is going to be, like, kind of creepy. Because there seem, like, little hints of it that it looks like the Tim Burton's going to make just things, like, odd. Because it's a of circus. Course, it's so you can see, like, Tim freaks Burton, or yeah. whatever. And then just incredibly sad. <laughs> just <laughs> cripplingly sad. And as a father now, I think I can get sad real quick, real easy. Jesus. Yeah, just I know. Cry and everything. Just turn out like a big, soft pussy. <laughs> 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 oh bless you troy oh, thanks <laughs> uh so there you go that's all the trailers we got which leads us into the review review tournament of random movies three mm-hmm. we reviewed the winner last week tombstone uh to mix reviews from us mm-hmm. so we'll see if we can mm-hmm. let's see let's nail this one down let's get this one right let's really everybody. get it right everybody let's get it right mm-hmm. and uh with that being said with our last match of being Goodwill Hunting versus Mr. Nanny. Tried to see who won this one. No, I did not see who won this one. Uh, it was, in fact, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Took it. Okay. No no Hulk Hogan this time, no, Troy. No, that's we lost on that bad. Hulk Hogan. What, did you vote for any of them? Yeah, I think I did vote for Goodwill Hunting, I All think. Right. I don't think I've seen either one of these, to be honest. I really like Goodwill Hunting. I, um... I want to say I've seen chunks of it because my mom and dad would have had it on, but but when it came out, I would have had no interest in watching it, and I just like I never got around to seeing it. And then I've heard so many podcasts over Mister Nanny, especially the How Does It Get Made one, where they just like make shit about him throwing a dog in the river (laughs) for like thirty minutes. Yeah, and it's just it's in the background, so it's like so that was probably like a dude that just threw a dog. What could be a dead dog <laughs> in a in a lake? It's famous enough where the gif you posted is that gif of the it man. was. That's all I could find from Mister Nanny. <laughs> I was gonna try and find something more like obscure or something from the movie, but it was like, nope. Everything I looked up for Mister Nanny was the scene where the guy's in the background throwing his dog in the lake. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, uh, good deal. So we missed out on, on, on an episode where we just talk about that the whole time. Well. There's always next year. <laughs> always next year. We'll find a way. Uh, with that being said, we got another matchup in the works. Okay. Troy, we've got two films. One of them, or I think they both kind of deal with people kind of going through psychotic breaks. Okay. Uh, the first one starring Michael Douglas, and the other one is a 
film made by a prestigious director. Okay. Uh, I we'll think s- I might know what the first one is, but I'm like spacing on the title of the movie. Okay, we'll see. From uh, the first one from 1993, uh-huh. uh, the tagline, The Adventures of an Ordinary Man at War with the Everyday World. Is that one falling down? It is falling down, yes. Troy. I actually wanted to do this for the show. Really? Recently. Because it was like on... Well, I saw it in when we were going through Vigilante movies or whatever. Oh, yeah. That would have been a pretty decent and one. And that was one of the suggestions. And I'm like, ah. I know that one's pretty popular, but Taxi Driver's got a real big name. Yeah. So we ended up doing Taxi Drive. I had a whole list of them written down, but I, yeah. I do want to do this one sometime. Okay. Well, if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't win, win, we'll just end up doing it anyway. I mean, we're the bosses. Yeah, here. who gives a shit? We'll just end up doing it sometime. <laughs> but we'll see if it's actually through this mm-hmm. or not. So there you go. Falling Down mm-hmm. is in the Turn Random Movies, as well as the other one uh, from 2010, the tagline, Someone is Missing. I got, I got nothing for this one. Uh... The acclaimed director is Martin Scorsese. Uh, in twenty ten, and it's one of his lesser known ones. Oof. Uh, I no. I Starring don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio in Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter Island. Okay, I've never seen this one either. All right, I never got around to seeing this one. All right, so there you go. Two films that Troy has not seen yet. Okay. All right. So I you know. and there's a twist to this one, right? Yes. I don't even think the twist has been ruined for me either. Really? Yeah. I think I might know, like, I could probably guess it by, like, the reactions I've heard. I think you could probably through, guess like... it. I guessed it, like, before I even saw it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, okay, sweet deal. Shutter Island and Falling Down. So there you go. All right. And that one of those films will join The Shape of Water, Aladdin, and Goodwill Hunting. For this term of random movies. So far, some pretty stellar picks. This is picks. a pretty solid one so far. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm into it. All right. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. What do we got on the... Uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff are we uh, looking forward to on that B side of the chart here? Um, Some real winners? You don't have to give, you don't have to give me any names, but... Uh, there's some promising ones, mm-hmm. and there's some ones that you're going to laugh at. <laughs> I'm into it. So there you go. I am into it. There's like two where like they both, there's like two matchups where they both came out in the same year. Oh, all right. I'm, it was weird how that kind of like played Still itself all random? Out. Still all random. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, y'all. Well, that brings us in to November 5th, 2004. <sighs> oh. Going back. Winter, almost. winter release? No, it's, this is fall. Fall release. November 5th. That's well, technically it's still fall, but it's getting chilly. November 5th for the no- oh, gunpowder treason. <laughs> I know of no reason for something forgot. <laughs> Remember it. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say here. Uh with a budget of 92 million dollars domestically it made 261.4 million dollars. It's a fair fair. Fair opinion. shake on fair that shake. one. Uh worldwide made 633 million dollars. Yeah, it's all right, you know. Did okay. Uh IMD or I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 97%. My god. <laughs> IMDb has it at an 8 out of 10 and Scribble King 
gives it five out of five stars. Ooh. That's Scribble King. That's He's high. at it again. Oh my God, Scribble King. <laughs> uh, this movie ranks number three in superhero comedies. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Blank Man number one. <laughs> And the unreleased Blank Man 2 are one and two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, J5! <laughs> actually, Deadpool 1 and 2 are the number one and two. Oh. And uh, it ranks number seven in highest grossing Pixar movies. Ooh. That list is actually pretty surprising. Yeah? Because it's not what you would probably expect. Um, everything above seven are more like recent releases Mm -hmm. rather than just like the staples that you know of pixar yeah like there are there's a toy story 3 up there i think finding nemo is right above seven at six and like coco and all like the big ones that have come out so far shit now that they're really oh yeah now they're like have a big name to themselves yeah uh but the first is like this is like their what their third release so it's like toy story and then it's uh Uh, bugs life I don't think it's their third release. Okay. Shit. What came but out? But I don't know. I couldn't give you the list. I thought it was farther down. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. But, uh. Um, yeah. I can't think. I know. I know Toy Story and A Bug's Life were like the first two that they came out with. Uh. I can look it up. Look it up. Look, look it up. up T Max. Look it up. <laughs> Thigh slap. <laughs> list of. Come on. I just got new winner. Don't be pausing it. List of Pixar, not pizza. Oh my god, this is going terribly already. Pizza list. Movies in order of release. Come on, try put it on me. Put it on me. Jaw rule style. Uh, Jesus, I don't think this is going to give me anything good here. Here we go, films. Toy Story. Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, then The Incredibles. Okay, so it's the fifth one. Sixth one. Sixth one, my God. And then Cars, Ratatouille, Wally Up, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters, You, Inside Out, Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur, nobody likes. Boy. Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, and then Incredible 2 coming out in a few days. Yes. Looking forward to it. So you got the sixth release of Pixar. Uh, that's right. All right. So, JT, what happened in uh, the first outing of The Incredibles? Well, we are introduced to Mr. Incredible, who is a superhero that lives in an alternate reality where superheroes are very present. Mm-hmm. It's like the swinging 60s. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone's loving it. And... uh he uh, comes across Elastigirl, mm-hmm. who he ends up marrying, mm-hmm. and everything is fine and dandy until people decide that superheroes are careless and reckless, mm-hmm. to the point where they start getting sued for even saving certain people, mm-hmm. and they must go into hiding. And uh, these superheroes, including Mr. Incredible, must live mundane, ordinary lives. And that is until Mr. Incredible comes across a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where he could very well live back his glory days. Very good. This movie was one of my favorite movies 
uh, growing up. Yeah. Like Pixar movies, I would yeah. have to say. Yeah. Like, I like Toy Story a lot, and um, I even like A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, when Incredibles came out, it, like, changed the game for, like, a- animation for me. Um, yeah. And I realized uh, as I was rewatching um, some of this, I've seen this movie like a thousand times, so I didn't yeah. rewatch all of it because <laughs> I, I remember it. But like this movie was like like more mature than I think some other it gets Pixar movies. to some really dark areas. Yeah, like there's a lot of death in this. Yeah, even in the very beginning. Um, like I'm gonna make some comments that like is very like off the wall, like super violent if you think about it yeah but uh like even like the very beginning around when oh and all spoilers for this of course <laughs> obviously of course. came out for a movie that's ago. 14 years old <laughs> um there's a point where elastigirl thinks that mr incredible is like maybe cheating on her oh yeah and there's that one small little scene where he's about to back out of his garage and she just goes i love you like yeah, and I'm like, holy yeah. fuck! Like he's like, try- like she's trying to like put the knife in where it's like I know you're gonna go fuck somebody, so I'm gonna yeah. really hammer it home. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit! Like I don't quite remember it being like as like biting, like uh, some, some mature stuff that you wouldn't. Yeah. Re- I guess you wouldn't realize if you're yeah. like a kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just think it's fun, but like as you get older, it's like you notice like these little nuances of mm-hmm. real character moments that I'm like. Brad Bird, you're fucking doing the Lord's work here. Yeah, like I, I, I went go, went back and watched this, and I loved how like it took, like, it it was really good at like taking cliches, but they mix cliches together. Like it took like the like the superhero film mm-hmm. and like family films, uh-huh. and like it took cliches from all of them and mixed them together. Where because you're witnessing like a family cliche in a superhero situation and a mm-hmm. superhero cliche in a family situation. Mm-hmm. It made every everything seem so original. Yeah. And I thought that was really, I think that was really smart and really well done. Yeah. And before this, like, uh, I think Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff has come out. But, and granted, like... Yeah. But this is before any Marvel films have been out. Right. Like, that, they came out four years after this. But, like, this was, like... A completely original concept. It wasn't, and it was like really fresh feeling. Yeah, and I was, and being like a kid who loves superheroes, I was like, I fell into this so hard, and I love that as I grow older and I can go back and look at it, I see something better in it, or something different that I like just as much. And it's not the superhero stuff; it's the yeah. family stuff. That yeah. now I live my life with. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, was there things that stuck out, like, watching what you did of it this time that kind of stuck out even more because you're a dad? Like, the, like, um, when Mr. Incredible's kind of, like, strung up in that electro fucking thing where he's, like, being held back or whatever. Yeah. Like, that, like, just the point, like, where he thinks he's going to lose his whole family and everything. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, it... It totally hits you in a totally different way. Like, Mm -hmm. at first, like, having the kids in peril, I wasn't... That that still doesn't really bother me, because it's, like, a huge fantasy adventure type of thing. Oh, yeah. I never really get the 
fact or the feeling that they're really in danger. Mm-hmm. But when like Mr. Incredible like feels like general loss, it's like so crushing. Yeah. And then um and like just like the little character moments too, like in the beginning where um why am I spacing on her name? Elastigirl's like real name. Oh shit, I don't know. Helen. Yeah, Helen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's and it's stuff like that. And like I was also really enjoying uh uh Mr. Incredible's boss at that insurance firm. <laughs> oh my god, he's like the the biggest villain in this. Oh, I he know. He just will crush you emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and just beat you down until you just can't take it anymore. I know. Like there I there's got to be like some HR that would be like <laughs> Okay, you're getting reported to yeah. some higher up because uh-huh. he takes way too much glee mm-hmm. in like, like talking down to his employees. Yeah, 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 that was I was really getting a kick out of that. But I also like everybody's performance in this is really good. Like, yeah, um, Craig T. Nelson has like a fantastic like superhero voice. Yeah, he does. And uh, who? Who plays Elastigirl? It's not Helen Hunt. It's, uh, uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Thank you. They do an amazing job going back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, Sam Jackson does a great job as being Frozone. Yes. Like, I feel like they just put the camera on, like, Sam Jackson, just had him talk. And be like, <laughs> yeah. you're a guy named Frozone. Just go. We'll, we'll add it in. Yeah. And I, it'd be amazing. I know. And, like, way. he just plays, like, that, like, good friend yeah like i would be your fro zone i just like <laughs> show and be like hey we doing something tonight we're gonna go hang out <laughs> oh see you honey it's bowling night <laughs> it's like what the fuck is a bowling alley around here <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah this movie uh i mean i'm just gonna be singing its praises pretty much the whole time like oh yeah I, it's it's just so well done like the even like the first scene like you're you're introduced to uh, Mr. Incredible before he even has his family. Like, mm-hmm. it's his wedding day. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing. Is yeah. like, you, you sh- they show him in a tux, and then he goes and does something. He's like, I, c- I still got time. I still got time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, do you still got time? Because, like, they even, like, they draw this completely out to where it's like, starts getting dark. Uh-huh. Like, so oh, where, yeah. where, where were you going <laughs> when it was still light out right. in your tux yeah. when your wedding is going to be that late? <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get there hours yeah before you want to get there six hours before the wedding <laughs> ceremony started but uh, i i loved all of that because they almost touch on every single cliche scene in a superhero mm-hmm. like kind of film like down to like getting the cat out of the tree stopping a bank yeah, robbery yeah, yeah. saving a suicide guy uh-huh. even like coming across like a cheesily named super villain trying to rob a bank bomb voyage yeah bomb voyage <laughs> like the, he tackles all of that like in one instance and like yeah in like the first 10 minutes yeah yeah so like you get like a good idea of like how he handles every one of those situations so you have an idea of like what he was like as a superhero right i uh the one a few things that i wanted to bring up like from like right at the beginning where i'm like Bomb Voyage was going to blow up a kid. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he threw a bomb at Buddy and was just going to blow his ass up. <laughs> and I'm like, that is real scary if you think yeah. about it. Like, because he's just like this cartoonish mime of a villain dressed up in like a French, like cliche French stuff. And it's in a, like an animated movie. So you think like, ah, oh, everything is all cartoony and fun. He puts a bomb on a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the even like... They it's even like hurt locker type shit. 
<laughs> they even like comment on how weird Robin to Batman is, where like even mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible is like, it's very irresponsible to have a child <laughs> sidekick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not even going to like entertain the fact that I would bring you on as a sidekick because it's very irresponsible. <laughs> um, and then also when Frozone and uh, Mr. Incredible are like on their bowling night or whatever and they're just listening at the police scanner yeah they end up saving the people in that burning building and then end up crashing that jewelry store yeah the cop comes in and got him at gunpoint or whatever yeah and uh frozone is like i just need a drink of water and he takes a sip and then he like freezes for a second yeah and then like that gun fires yeah and i then, love yeah I, like they even like show like the bullets like super far out and they have like that big long icicle yeah but then like another cop comes in front of the frozen bullet and everything and that bullet is at his head <laughs> like he went for a headshot yeah to kill frozone i'm like jesus christ <laughs> do you think about this too much for a second like yeah these everyone's out to legit everyone, kill each yeah, other he's dark as fuck yeah well, okay, another thing that I put together today is, like, this movie is very similar to Watchmen. Yeah. In this fact. So there's superheroes, right? And they're all prevalent, and everybody thinks there's a big deal. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and boom. Now there's, like, a superhero registration act where, like, yep. either you out yourself or, or you just go into hiding. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in Watchmen. There's no more superheroes anymore. Yeah. And they even bring up that capes shouldn't be a thing because people get killed with capes just like Dollar Bill and that revolving door. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> this is fucking Watchmen. And the Incredibles <laughs> are working in secret just like freaking Night Owl and Rorschach and all that yep. type of shit. Yeah. Trying to, like, overcome, like, this big maniacal villain like yeah. Syndrome and Ozymandias. This is the parallels are too close. <laughs> you think Brad Bird read Watchmen before he made The Incredibles? Right. Well, I was also trying to think, like, I was trying to think when, like, because they do, like, a superhero, uh, like, a registration act in this. Yeah. And I'm like, did were they the first to do, and they weren't, they weren't the first to yeah. do this. Because I'm like, because Civil War did it, and it that book came out, like, two years after this. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I think DC did it, like, somewhere in the 2000s, and I th- it had to be after this, but also Watchmen did it in 86, and then, really, Marvel Comics did it with the Mutant Registration Act, like, in, like, the early 80s. Yeah. And so, like, it's been around, it's not like, it's like it keeps being a recycled oh, yeah. idea. Yeah. It's a great idea, like, yeah. it really works, but, like, yeah. it's, and, uh... It just works. It's I good. It's I, was, good. I was waiting for that Mr. Incredible Elastigirl sex scene to hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> in the owl ship. Like, <laughs> they just don't change that at all. Or that weird sound when Frozone comes to the uh, prison and it's like... Remember when Night Owl jumps out of the owl ship and it makes that weird fucking sound? God damn it. Anyway. That's minutia <laughs> or whatever. Um... I pretty much have gone through all of my notes because all I was planning on doing was praising this. But also, I really like that they set up the villain in a very cool way. Yeah. Like, like I feel like this, like, the, the how they set up uh, Buddy and Syndrome, like, is kind of been ripped off by a lot of different things now. Mm-hmm. Like, Iron Man 3 did it. Yep. And, uh, like, 
I feel like it's been done a lot of times where it's like a sidekick or someone that works really closely with the superhero that feels like he's been wronged. So then he comes back as a supervillain mm-hmm. to fuck him over. I know, like, I was just, um, there's like a, f- like a flash, like, okay, there's like a flash villain that's kind of like that. And after this movie came out, like, so like Incredibles would have done it first that I can remember. Yeah. But like their reverse flash, his original version of him was a guy who idolized. He's a guy. It's not like a kid who did it, but he's a guy who lived in the future who idolized the flash so much that he fell in love with him to go back into the past to be like a better flash and then ended up being his biggest villain. (laughs) Like, so like it's the same type of shit where, yeah, some guy was just infatuated with, mm-hmm. you know, their idol, their hero. Yeah. And then somehow got scorned in some way or another. Yeah. And then is just like, I'm going to be better than you and I'm going to take you down with me. Yeah. So it's going to be, it, it's like, it's, it's, it like, it writes itself. It's mm-hmm. like such a good premise. Yeah. And I love like the fact that like Syndrome or Buddy could have been like such like a good like, he could have been done so much good if he right. would just would have had his head on straight. Right. But the fact that, like, just, like, this one instance just soured him so much on superheroes that he just dedicated the rest of his life to being the best superhero. Right. Just completely ruined him. Right. Like, I always love that, where it's like, it's just such wasted potential. Right. Because of one instance. Right, because I always, like, because he's... Super rich now or whatever. Yeah, and super smart. Like right. he, he makes those like those uh, rocket boots when he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like he's obviously done something enough with himself that he like has this private island of yeah. like his own fucking design, and like he's like now just turned into like a megalomaniac. Like yeah, with all the stuff that you can invent and do all this kind of stuff. Why? Like I, I always like that. That makes a great villain. He's like I could. I'm, like, a genius. That's why yeah. I love, like, Lex Luthor as a villain. Yeah. Because, like, he's completely, like, he's a brilliant man. Mm-hmm. And if, like, Superman wasn't in the picture. Yeah. Like, he would have been, like, a benefit to humanity. Yeah. But because there's that one little thing itching at him, that's what his obsession is. And I know. that's all he wants to take down. And that's, like, it's such a human character, too. Where yeah. it's, like, you could literally be the best human being ever, Uh but you're just so hung up on something that's so insignificant. So trivial. Yeah. Yeah. That it it literally turns you into the worst person ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That actually reminds me of something that I'm going to put in my recommendations at, like, the end of the show. Okay. Um, But I'll I'll bring that up later. But it's, like, uh, really on point to what we were just talking about right now. But, yeah, yeah. no, Syndrome is, is amazing. Like, even, like, a lot of the technology that they have that Syndrome uses, it's, like, really creative and, and like, mm-hmm. like when he, uh, when uh, Mr. Incredible breaks into, like, his fucking uh, uh, Cerebro. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he tries to get away and there's those fucking guns that those just, like. Those balls? Yeah, that shoot those <laughs> balls on him that just inflate. Like, it, it's, like, it looks really cool. Like, yeah. It's a really cool visual. Yeah. Where it just keeps firing and firing and firing, and you're, like even you feel like you're suffocating because right. they're just oh, yeah. they're like just forming around his head, and you can see it from his point of view, and yeah. it just like keeps getting like darker and darker and darker, and you're like, oh shit, I'm, I feel like I'm getting out of breath just watching <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, it's really good, and I like um, 
uh, after Mr. Incredible gets captured, uh, I like that, like, the family doesn't take, like, a back seat. Like, that's, like, then their time to shine, and you yeah. can see what they can do. And really, everybody gets, like, their own, like, moment in this, yeah. too. I think my, my, my favorite part is the part with, like, uh, Dash and Violet, where, yeah. like, their action scene builds up so much, where, like, you can just... They just throw in, like, small things like, Dash can do this, and Violet can do this. Now Dash is doing this. Now Violet's doing this. Now they're working together to do this together, where yeah. you're like, it builds up, like, so perfectly, where you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's running on water. Oh, fuck, they're using a big force field ball. Like, you're just like, like, it's just like one cool thing on top of another, and mm-hmm. the, the next thing is cooler than the thing before that. Yeah, and I love when Dash is, like, running away from the... That weird, like, like lawnmower <laughs> thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, lawnmower spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's just, like, running and he sees, like, the end. He's like, oh, shit. And then he realizes he's running on water. And, like, he, like, his emotion just goes from, like, I terrified even, yeah. to, like, elated. That he's like, holy shit, this is awesome. Gonna think, I, I was gonna going to say, I don't even think he realized that he was running on water. Because he went back and forth and he was like, ah, And then he just sunk into the water and they crashed into each other. Where it was like this big stroke of luck, but it was like genius. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. They still, even though they were in peril, they were still like kids. And like Dash just doing like the, as he like ran on water or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, God, this is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I would like give any knock for in this, it's only because like, it came out 14 years ago and like some of the animation it's, it's still good. Cause they made the, the new one look just like it, yeah. but you can tell it's just not as smooth in some parts. Yeah. But like, that's only if you're like looking for something. Yeah. Because I was like really kind of studying it the first like few chunks that I was watching mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, it's still good. I mean, it came out in 2004. Like things yeah. are definitely improved by now, but like, that's that'd be the only little nitpick I have, but it's like you can't even do that because like didn't even really have the way to make it any better in two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the? Because uh, like another character that has like a really big part in this that we didn't really talk about yet is uh, who's who's the woman that does the costumes? Edna. Edna. What do you think of Edna in this? I love Edna in this. Yeah, Edna's yeah. <laughs> Like, she's, like, a really good, like, they just cut to her whenever there's, like, there's no action going on. Mm-hmm. And then there's someone just shows up and, like, oh, oh darling, come on yeah, over. Yeah. And that's Brad Bird, too. Yeah. Doing the voice, which, like, when I found that out, it blew my mind. Yeah, I read a, uh, I read a, uh, a trivia fact that, um, oh, shit, what's her name? Catherine Keener, I think. Mm. Like, he was going to cast her to play Edna. And then he was like, yeah, I kind of do it like this. And he does the Edna voice. And then she was like, well, why do you need me then? And then Brad Bird was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> when you put it that <laughs> like, way, why yeah. do I need you? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, that was what, like, I like, thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like, well, she would have made a good Edna, but then it's like, but then he did the voice for her. And she was like, well, it sounds like you have, you already have it. Like, why do you need <laughs> Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing he did because, like, she's, like, one of the more, like, memorable characters. She's, like, yeah. the one character that doesn't, like, f- feel like she should fit because it's, like, she's so weird. Yeah. But, like, it's perfect. Like, I, I like it. Like, that she's, like, the weird eccentric 
fashion designer that makes superhero costumes. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Molly uh, said that there's, like, this uh, ongoing theory online that when Edna goes into her no capes thing, Uh that there's a thing online where because she was the one that designed all of the superheroes' costumes, she was the one that put capes on them, so she feels personally responsible for their deaths. So that's why she's so passionate about no capes. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, which is because like uh, Mo- me and Molly watched this together, and she loves this movie because it was like the first, like one of the first big movies that she was really into mm-hmm. when she was younger. Because I think she was like only ten when this came out. Okay. So like, so yeah, like this is like really up there for is like mm-hmm. one of her favorite movies when she was a kid. Awesome. And like, so like she was like quoting a bunch of shit like I'm, i like i remember like watching this and liking it but i wasn't like super into it and mm. she's like quoting like a fuck ton of lines and i'm like <laughs> oh, god i didn't know this was you were like really that into this and then i'm mm. like oh yeah i guess she was like way younger than me <laughs> <laughs> so i guess she would have been still a kid <laughs> we were still kids we were only be- we'd have been like 14 2004 yeah we were like 2004 we were like fresh oh, we were like yeah, juniors we were, in high school yeah we were gonna graduate pretty soon <laughs> how old am i <laughs> where am i <laughs> what year is it <laughs> what year <laughs> calm down kylie's <laughs> uh and yeah anyway credibles it, i don't know perfect and i like yeah. that um at the end where syndrome you think they had like you got them dead to rights like even like the baby's got time to shine oh and, yeah like, after i remember after that movie initially came out like jack jack was so huge they had to even make a short for yeah him. they made a short based on like his time with the babysitter which i still need to go back and watch because me and molly bought the blu-ray for it oh cause yeah she wanted to add it to her collection because uh-huh. she has a fuck ton of disney movies sure so we were going to watch it, but we never got around to it, but I want to go back and watch it now. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube, too. I was looking up, um, trying to look up just random facts, yeah. and I think that short is just on YouTube. I think YouTube. it's just called, like, Jack-Jack Attack. Yeah, something like that. And that's and, fun, too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to bring up, like, a thing where, like, there's, like, a scene when, like, he, when uh, Mr. Incredible is, like, getting into a fight with Helen, mm-hmm. where it's, like, he kind of comes off kind of scary, where, like, he almost comes off as, like, a super, like, a super-powered person like nationalist which is that early when like the kids catch him fighting it with each yeah. other yeah because okay. like he's like really like why do we need to hide hide like we're way more powerful than anybody like it's almost fucking like waiting for him to be like like white ma- yeah like <laughs> make super make superheroes great again or something like that because it's like it's so like it's so like you kind of it feels like if he didn't have a family, like he would totally go down like a really wrong path. Um, I okay. Well, I know what you're seeing. You're talking about. I didn't take it like that. Like, I, I know he's trying to at this point relive his glory days. Yeah. And the reason they had to just relocate like just three years prior is because he just can't stop doing it. So they had to relocate because they'd yeah. get in trouble or whatever. Yeah. And maybe change our names or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then, um, like, and so his argument was, I was doing good. Like, I don't know why I need to be reprimanded for this. And then it gets into the point where like, you're not setting a good example for the kids. 
And, yeah. and then he's like, it, like it starts like that, but then it like turns into, well, why should I hide? I'm, I'm better than everybody. I don't think it comes. It kind of comes like off that. like, well, like he doesn't like come out and say that, but it's like, we're the most powerful people in the world. Why should we hide? Like, like it almost kind of like struck me as like Magneto from X-Men kind <laughs> of. Or like he's even like talks about like Dash is the fastest person in his class. Why should he have to slow down for everyone that can't do it? Like he's better than all of them. Oh yeah, because he makes a point of like Dash wants to do sports. Let him compete. Yeah, it's let like, him kick everyone's ass. He's better than all of them. Yeah, like he's like, putting. He almost kind of seems like he's qualifying people with superpowers as better than human beings. I didn't take it as that. I took it as the point where like they have these abilities and it just sucks to hide them and it's like hindering like for example it'd be like hindering dash in order and ever to feel like he's actually special like granted yeah he can run super fast but like yeah nobody will he'll never be able to like feel like he's good enough because he always will just have to lose yeah he's just making himself be the outcast mm-hmm. because he can't like really compete and do anything. It'd yeah. be like the same with Violet. And she shows that even in her appearance with a hair over her face and everything like yeah. that. It's like ironic that her power is to turn invisible. I know. I thought that was a little on the nose <laughs> where it's like, Oh, she always blends in and then it's like she, her special ability is that she can disappear. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. She's got the invisible woman's powers, force fields and invisibility yep. or whatever. Yeah. But no, like it just kind of struck me as like, but I, I like the idea of that because it's like, Mr. Incredible settles down for the sake of his family, mm-hmm. but I feel like if he didn't have a family, he would totally take that mindset and go completely off the rails. Because mm. it, it, like you get like glimpses of that, but then he settles down for the sake of his family. So like it kind of like strikes me as like what happened? Like what would ever happen to Mr. Incredible if he did lose his family? Would he just completely go off the rails and be like, "Why well, should I even listen to any of you? I'm stronger and more powerful than everyone in the entire world." I, well, I could see that. I could see, like, if he didn't have a family, he would just continue doing this. Like, he would can just continue being Mr. Incredible or whatever, regardless yeah. of whatever. But, like, because he does have, like, people to care for and everything, that he mm-hmm. does have to, like, calm down. But even during that argument, though, I didn't feel like either one of them was really wrong. Yeah. Um, I no, it felt like they a... Make like valid, it's like a valid... Two valid points. Yeah. It, it, it's like a... Like a typical like married person argument. That's. I mean, me and Chelsea argue about our superpowers all the time. I know, right? I mean, I can't <laughs> stop turning into the thing, <laughs> and she. Yeah. Just, I mean, you've been the thing this entire. I know, and she takes any form of water. So it's, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, they're James not really Cameron compat- lover. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, who you've been calling at nights? Uh, but I'm uh, starring in Avatar two and three. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm uh, gonna be a huge part of them. <laughs> I read, uh, I read that Brad Bird wrote this after he uh, be- was in a fam after he like started his family, but then was also uh, trying to juggle his career at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can see like glimpses of that where like you can totally take oh, yeah, this as like really comes out. You can really take this as like okay, so he's just taking like a very larger than life thing as a superhero, but then he's grounding it in. He's having a family, and then you can take that as, like, what if superhero was, like, writer or someone that had to travel a lot? Right. Like, yeah. Like, it, it's it's really well done. Like, it, it's still grounded in reality, but then it's that really, fl- like, awesome idea of, like, a superhero. Right. Um, And while we're on just, like, superhero tropes, like, I... One of my favorite things in this 
are like just the names of the other superheroes. Oh yeah. Because their their powers are just like or their names are just what their powers yeah. are, pretty Gazer much. Gazer Beam. Gazer Beam being one, like uh Thunderhead would just could create storms. Yeah. Uh Thunderhead Strata Girl was like she could fly. Um I in the DVD extras, they have like a whole dossier of like superheroes that are now like missing or deceased or whatever. Yeah. Some of those are pretty great. You had to check those out. But, like, they're so good. I know they bring up Gazer Beam, like, a thousand times Oh, this. Yeah, that's, like, their go-to every fucking time they bring up fucking Gazer Beam. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really ho- And also, like, everyone always brings us up as the best Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I... I, I don't... Compl- yes, it's a really great family superhero adventure flick. But I don't really think like a Fantastic Four movie would necessarily be like this because not all the character dynamics are really there. They just happen to have similar superpowers. Yeah. Like Elastigirl is Mr. Fantastic, but she's not really a genius or anything. And then like the thing is like Mr. Incredible. Invisible Woman's like um Violet, but then Dash is like the human torch. It's kind of similar in personalities, but Mm -hmm. they're not similar in powers or whatever. Yeah. And like the fact that they are built like a family, like it, 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 it does like build for like a more interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because it's like you legit are, are like seeing like a family at work where it's like the, the son does listen to the dad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so it's like there are children that are, operating in terms of like a family where right. it's like, Oh, well my dad said I had to do this. Right. Um, but as like a fantastic four movie would go, if it was in the same like tone as this, I think it would go off really well. Yeah. Like I don't, they don't need to make it like a, like how they did them. Like the fantastic four, one and two, where they're like pseudo celebrities or like in the newest one where it's like weird body horror or some shit like that. It's like, <laughs> Like, granted, like, those are all kind of runs that they've had in the past, but, like, uh, I really think if Marvel, like, really took the reins, um, are you looking for something else to add into there? No, I'm just, I'm good. I'm Um, just looking for a place to put it. Um, I really think they could probably use the same kind of formula that the Incredibles use and make it, like, a fun, kind of pulpy, action-y adventure type of thing. Yeah, like, it is pretty fun and easy going but man it does get really like it's there are like some background things that are super dark in this yeah yeah that's what i like yeah like it that's what like grows with you as an adult and just seeing all that mm-hmm. kind of shit yeah and uh yeah it's so much death those when the robots <laughs> in this are really fucking cool too mm-hmm. i like his original fight with uh when Mr. Incredible first starts taking that job and it's like, yeah, he, he's fighting that big ball of a robot or whatever. And yeah. it's like back gives out or whatever. That was a really good fight. Um, I don't know. Like I, I really don't got much else to like go into like the Incredibles. Like it's, it's good all around. Yeah. Oh, I think that, um, the last of girl is the first person that I've seen in live action to make like stretchy powers look good. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's that scene near the end where it looks like, where like she's like holding that RV 
where it's like, so you're strong now too? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay. Just forget about that for a second. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'll let it slide. Like maybe (laughs) someone tied your legs and wrists to the fucking whatever. Uh But other than that, like it was cool. But I even like, like the thing where like she turns into a boat and then like, uh, dash like kind of like kicks like runs to like kicks and like they even like show where it's like that took a lot out of us where like even like her just like constantly being a boat would be so oh yeah and she like goes up on the beach and she's just like rubber. Yeah. she can't even have a whole yeah. form or whatever yeah or it's like yeah being like having like waves crash into you while you're trying to maintain the form of a boat would probably be pretty <laughs> fucking tiring <laughs> i'll take i'll granted though like it uh, could only work in animation, but like those rubbery, stretchy powers in live action do look kind of goofy. Like if Mister Fantastic yeah. in a live action movie turned into a boat, it would look <laughs> pretty fucking goofy. Yeah, like I like pretty much for me, the parachute would be like the like. <laughs> <laughs> the like the goofiest thing you could probably yeah. do with, with me being still like taking. And even it then, seriously. you'd be like, "So where's your heart?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, like, wow. One more thing before we like move on to like the actual like final reviews. Like, I do lo- like. I think I really love the uh, the dinner scene at the beginning because mm-hmm. it's it's like that perfect meld of like like a fam like a typical like cliche family scene, but they throw in like small aspects of like super powers in there uh-huh. like even like the small thing where like frozone shows up and then like the light gets pushed aside then she like stretches up and like holds it in place uh-huh. yeah like, like just like small things like that where it's like like it's just like a typical thing that a normal person would do but they're just like using their powers like nonchalant like oh hi frozone <laughs> grab the light real quick and just like adjust it uh-huh yeah i, I really like that when everybody's arguing and freaking elastigirl has like got the like it was be, like holding on to the kids as they're wrestling down on the floor, and Mister Incredible's got to lift it up, and Jack Jack's just laughing at him, and then you hear the doorbell ring, and they yeah. just <laughs> drop everything and zip back into place. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I also a thing I wanted to bring up too. One of my favorite scenes was uh, when the teacher thinks that he's caught Jack Jack putting a tack <laughs> on his stool. Dash. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dash put a tack on his yeah. stool. <laughs> they keep watching it over and over again. He's like, move right. There, no, there he moved. He do it, and, and then he like it's, it's, it's just that shot where he like everyone does his big bulgy eyes go right into the right into frame. Like, did you see it? It was there. Yeah, that poor guy is driven insane. Yeah, and now. even the principal's like, I'm yeah. sorry, Mrs. Parr, you yeah. can go. And like, imagine he, if, he did it. He did it. He did it. And then imagine if he got fired right there. <laughs> And he was all, he was completely right the whole time. Yeah. That would have been so Just funny. Fires him. Like, you're a fucking, you're fired. <laughs> like, but he did it. He did it. I got him on video. Did you see it? Security. <laughs> no, no, Get no. his ass out of here. He's, they mace him. And... <laughs> <laughs> and he can't get a job anywhere because they think he's a psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, poor teacher from the incredibles just living a terrible yeah, life right. oh my god it's so good oh well i think we could probably go into like what you would grade it yeah like i i think this is a, almost a flawless movie it's yeah. really well done like i remember when i first saw it i was like yeah, this is pretty good but now going back and seeing it now with like more of a critical eye i'm like this is like 
it hits every single note like perfectly. Even yeah. like the action, and even when they're working together to fight those robots at the end in the yeah. city, yeah, like it's like such clean action where like every like the, my one thing that I I'm always critical about action is like I want to see what leads into people doing other things, mm-hmm. and in this like they do it perfectly. Like they it's shown. But clearly and concisely where, like, she does this so he can do this, so Dash can do this, so Violet can do this. And it all leads to them, like, working as one cohesive team where, like, they're not just a bunch of, like, super strong people beating up one, like, one big thing. Like, they're using their strengths to their advantage to accomplish a goal. Mm -hmm. And this does it perfectly. Mm -hmm. So that that whole last uh, fight scene with that giant robot at the end is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything leading up to that's amazing. Like, all the action scenes build up to, like, where, like, the coolest possible thing you could possibly do mm-hmm. with the characters involved in that scene happens. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, fucking, like, fuck, yeah! <laughs> Fast ball of force field. Right. Love it. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, it's... I can't really think of anything that I don't like about this. I'm going to have to give it, like, a pretty solid A+. Yeah, I'm right on board with you. It's totally solid A+. Like, everyone... Uh, fighting at the end, working to take down uh, Syndrome and everything, and then they all like have that last pose at the end as like a family. It's like fuck yeah, <laughs> so good. The, the okay. Also, another thing I never liked in this movie though, yeah, is there a costumes like the Incredibles costumes? Really, I'm just not a fan of like the orange and black look. Is orange? I thought it was red. It's like a reddish kind of orange color. I don't know. I just like. Never been, like, a huge fan of that, like, the design of it, I guess. Yeah. I I, I always thought it was more red, and I kind of like the, the, the difference on it, where it's, like, when he was Mr. Incredible, it was, like, very light blue. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a very drastic change from, like, his yeah. previous costume. So I like the idea of that. Yeah. That's just, that's it. Just a little nitpick. But otherwise, gotcha. it doesn't bother me. It's still A-plus yeah. movie. I hope that the second one totally, like, just does exactly mm-hmm. the same as this. And um I think I read something like another fact that I read for this was like uh they they could only call uh Elastigirl Elastigirl like only a certain number of times because I think is it like DC or Marvel has like a has like a character called Elastigirl? Um think they have one called elastic there's like a really obscure one that's either owned by dc or marvel and like they like pulled their dick out for it where they're like you can't call her elastigirl because we have a character called elastigirl so they were like okay we'll call her elastigirl like two or three times hmm. so that's why they really go in on like calling her helen a lot in the in the movie because hmm. like bob gets called mr incredible quite a bit yeah <clears throat> and then like like uh, I think Helen's only called Elastigirl like maybe two or three times. Hmm. Like there's like it's like an IMDb fact that I pulled up. Like it's like a really obscure character character called Elastigirl. I'm gonna look that up. I know they've got like a plastic man, and they've got elongated man. Yeah. But I can't think of any like Elastigirl. Uh. Like it's spelled differently. Like theirs was like like uh, the one in The Incredibles was like. E L A S T A girl and then there's and then like either DC's or Marvel's was E L I T I C 
girl. Oh, I like elastic. It is girl. Elasta hyphen girl. Yeah. Was it DC or Marvel? It's DC. Yeah, but like they were like really like. Well, you know, we own this, so you're going to have to pay us. It's like, we'll only use it twice or three times or whatever. She's, like, so obscure. She's, like, in, like, a series called Doom Patrol, which was, like, big when uh, Grant Morrison wrote it. But, like, yeah. otherwise, like, nobody knows who she is. Yeah. And, she, but it, it's and her funny. powers aren't even the same. Her She yeah. can just grow. She's like yeah. King, like an Ant-Man type yeah. character or whatever. But no, so that was like a big thing where like they could only call her Elastigirl like a couple times. Hmm. When when they made this, which I think it's hilarious now because they're going to use it a fuck ton of times in The Incredibles 2. Yeah. <laughs> because like she actually comes back as Elastigirl. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if it's like kind of like a fuck you to them back then where it's like, "Oh, yeah, sure we'll buy those rights cuz we can fucking afford it." Yeah. Cuz you're poor as fuck, DC. You shut the Shove fuck it up your up. ass. You shut the door i'm trying to see if she's been in anything lately yeah because they they even say in the fact where it's like she's almost a non-character but they were like so up their own ass about it where it's like you, you kind of have to pay us because she is one of dc's characters <laughs> in the okay here's the last paragraph of her uh what is it in Wikipedia, the last paragraph of her fictional character biography. Yeah. In the most recent Doom Patrol series, Rita, the character's real name, yeah. changed her code name to Alasta Woman. Oh. Uh, it was revealed that when the chief regrew... Uh, it was revealed when the chief regrew her, he did so using protoplasm to eliminate, quote, weaknesses such as bones and internal organs, and therefore Rita is no longer human. When she sleeps, Rita loses her human shape and reverts to a puddle of goo, having to reshape herself when she wakes up every morning. Fuck this. That is the last paragraph of her fictional character biography. This is dumb as shit. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, she was also ranked 88th in the Comics Buyer's Guide 100 Sexiest Women in Comics. Ooh. She's that hot. puddle of goo is hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, I could fuck a puddle. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, A+. Plus. A+, plus for I sure. cannot wait for Incredibles 2. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be my Father's Day present to go see it. Oh, my. Oh, Should that's right. It's right around the corner. Gotta ditch the kid, because taking her to see uh, Infinity War didn't really work all that well. <laughs> Who knows though? Maybe it's a cartoon and she'll love it. Maybe, but who knows? Maybe you just maybe Elmo shows up halfway through. Holy fuck! If he does, f movie over. F minus. <laughs> I'm just fucking sick of Elmo. <laughs> That's all she wants to see ever. I know you guys were just like combing through YouTube and any any video that involved Elmo, she was just like pointing. That's all in my recommended <laughs> videos now. It's just Sesame Street, and it's all not just not full episode. It's just the Elmo's world portion of the show oh, Christ where it just goes into his imagination and he talks about fucking whatever and like it always wants to replay the same episode where he talks about dinosaurs for like an hour <laughs> it sucks but Macy I love you but you need to watch something else please <laughs> my mom's trying to get her onto Thomas the tank engine oh fuck yeah they're that theme song's badass <sighs> do 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 I'll play the 
goth kids are dancing to it though under the bridge um <laughs> uh, so anyway, besides Incredibles, have you been into anything else this last week, JT? Uh, well, uh, me and Molly and a friend of hers went and saw Hereditary in yeah. theaters, and uh, it was fine. I told you you would not fucking like it at all, because <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah. like there's like I kind of compare it kind of like to Mother, but I think okay. even this takes leaps in logic where I'm like, ugh, it's. Not as good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know uh, Ghost Hunter Dave messaged me, and he was like, I loved it. And I'm like... Of course he would. All right. Yeah. (laughs) prick loves everything. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even say it's shitty. Like, there's some cool stuff in it, but I'm like... It's just... Especially, like, near the end, it just kind of gets way weird, where it's like, it even takes leaps in logic for what it's set up, Uh where I'm like... You just, you didn't have time to do what you wanted to do, so you just made shit, just go fucking batshit insane at the end. (laughs) Well. But, I mean, it was, I mean, if you're really into horror, I guess it was fine. Like, I wouldn't even really call it horror, because it really isn't, like, that that scary. Oh. Like a thriller type of thing? Yeah. Well, I I would kind of put it on the same premise as Mother, where, like, it looks like it's going to be a horror film, but it's just kind of more of, like, a... Like, something's happening and you gotta figure out what it is. Okay. But there is a crazy fucking scene that involves, like, the daughter that... Show up for that, and then you can probably leave. Because that scene is fucked up. Okay. When she's in a car, when, like, like, the brother's, like, like, driving her in a car, just stay for that. (laughs) And then when when it happens and you know what it is... You, you, you're fine. You can just leave. All right. Because it's fucked. Okay. <laughs> it is <All> awesome. Right. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, that. And then uh, me and Molly watched or watching a, a show on Netflix called The Staircase. Okay. Which is another, like, docu-series because Molly's fucking obsessed with them. Sure. So we pretty much watch anything that's a docu-series. All right. And this one's, like, based on, like, this guy, like, in 2002, like, his wife fell down the stairs and died. Uh-huh. And the minute it happened, police just automatically thought that the guy killed her. Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole thing is like the trial of like whether or not he's killed his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like halfway through it. And it's pretty much like making a murderer where like they're like setting up evidence where it's like it's clear that she probably wasn't murdered. <laughs> but there's still like but what if she would like, like the whole def- like, yeah, like the whole prosecution <laughs> is like, well, how do you know? And then there's like, even like a thing where like, he knew like this woman in Germany back in the eighties that died in a, in a similar way. Mm-hmm. So they're like making up. So now, so they like bring up where it's like, well, he lived in Germany with her. Mm-hmm. So he probably killed her too. <laughs> and shit like that. So it's like, like even I'm like kind of on the fence sometimes where it's like, he's kind of a weird dude. Uh huh. But, you know, it's good. Like, if you like making a murderer and shit like that, definitely check out The Staircase. All right. It's good. Okay. And, uh, I know, like, my last one, me and Molly rented the movie Annihilation yeah. with Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, when I finished watching it, I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh-huh. And now that I've, like, thought about it for, like, the last three days, I fucking love <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw that it was out, and I want to check it out because I missed it. Oh, when it was on I fucking love it, especially like it's a very 
it's really obscure. Like it's definitely like it's not it's even when you go into your it's probably not gonna be what you think it is. But like just like thinking about it, like I think it's like a metaphor for something that's really fucking cool. Okay. And yeah, like if we get to a point where like probably when we talk about like our favorite movies of the year, I'll, I might bring it up as like a possible one to do like in December because okay. I want to have a discussion about Annihilation. I think it's really fucking cool. All right. Good freaking deal. And that's all I've been into. Um, I watched um, the last few episodes of My Next Guest Is with uh, David Letterman. Yeah. Uh, the last official episode was like Howard Stern as the guest. Yeah. And then they had another one that they did like that Netflix put on at like some retreat or whatever with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, the Howard Stern one's okay. Yeah. It, I can't tell if it was like edited more than the other ones were. Yeah. Just because I think he went off on more tangents and they like, it just seems like they cut. A few times. I can like... see that. There's like a long period of time where I would listen to Howard Stern's show, and he is like one of those guys that will just go off in ridiculous tangents. Where it's like, how the fuck did you get there? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that happened like a few times. Like he started to go off on a few things where, and then Dave was like, so uh, back to whatever <laughs> we were saying, and like. They seem to be, like, good friends, but, like... Some... Yeah, like, they really... I think they are really good friends. Like, they know each other really well. Um, it just... I, it wasn't my favorite episode of it, um, especially after... Like, I, I am... They make a good point on, like, saying, like, he's completely influential in the... In uh, radio. Like, oh, yeah. If not the most influential person ever yeah. in radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially now that everyone still tries to be him. And yeah. every, every in every town across the everyone nation. every yeah so anyone um, that like tries to like come off as cool on the radio is ripping off Howard Stern <laughs> yeah so uh and then they talked about his move to like Sirius XM and like what they he's doing there and kind of like what he does now in his personal life or whatever and uh he just I don't know it was it was interesting to learn more about him that I didn't know yeah. But other than that, like, it wasn't as great of, like, an interview as, like, some of the other ones that he's done. Even, like, George Clooney, who I thought would have nothing, I, th- I found his really interesting. Yeah. And then, but I really, like, the Jerry Seinfeld one was fun because it just felt like two friends talking on stage. Yeah. Did you watch any of these? No, I haven't watched any yet. Um, the Jerry Seinfeld one was, like, it wasn't, like, shot as well. It was just, like, an informal, it felt like an informal one. Like, yeah. if it, like, if... David Letterman had a podcast, pretty much. Yeah. But you're just watching it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, oh, it cool. didn't really have, like, a build-up. It didn't have any, like, like pre-shot segments or anything. Yeah. But it was just two friends talking. And it was fine. Like, it, I liked it. Like, that's what I listened to all day, if I could. I just listened to podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff. So that was it. And it was I liked it. Um, the other thing that I've been into is what I brought up before when we were bringing up, like, Syndrome and all that stuff. Yeah. I brought up Lex Luthor for a minute. Because I just started a book uh, to take a break from Invincible. <laughs> yeah. Um, just called Luther. Yeah. And it's written from Lex Luthor's perspective. And sure. he looks at Superman like a menace. And you get to see like... He wants more pictures of him? Yeah, obviously he does. <laughs> um, but uh, not only that, but he... The first 
issue of it is like him like being a pretty decent guy and he's trying to like do his best for like like the first scene is him and his janitor that just cleans his office and he's just talking to his janitor or whatever and he's like How's that son of yours doing or whatever? He remembers almost everything about him. Yeah. And he's like, is your boy having a hard time getting into school? He's like, well, like my, my boy's just, he's, he's, he's at the age where he's just like not going to school sometimes. He's just doing whatever. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll do this. And he pulls out an invitation to like a grand opening to like some science center that yeah. Lex Luthor's putting together and tell him, he's like, here's an invitation that is limited to only VIP. Mm-hmm. Give this to your son only if he gets an A in science. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it forces his son to, like, want to be better and educate himself. Mm-hmm. And then he made a call to, like, even though it was kind of, it's kind of shitty, but, like, he made a call to, like, a uh, like a college or something that had only 10 spots open for the next year. Yeah. And said, like, I would really like it if... Uh, the dean of that or whatever would make a special case for my this boy that the janitor's son or whatever. Yeah. He's like, but the stations are full. I would really like it if you would yeah. make a spot. So like forcing another kid out just for a, like a favor of like a friend yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though like it's kind of shitty the way he do, he's like really actually looking out for the people that work with him. Yeah. And so far it's doing like a pretty decent job of like showing Lex Luthor in a completely different light because every time it shows Superman. Like, he's, uh, like, for instance, he's talking about him at one point, and it's showing, like, Lex Luthor just looking out the window and, like, talking about Superman and, like, how he's, like, doesn't uphold truth justice in the American way because truth can be skewed. Yeah. Justice is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And the American way changes so much that even an outdated look on something is bad. Yeah. And so that's what he thinks Superman is. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden Superman zips up to his window and is just like staring at Lex Luthor. And he's just got these glowing red eyes and it makes him look like evil as shit. Nice. And I'm like, that is fucking cool as hell. Yeah. So I'm I'm way into it as like a palate cleanser and like I'm not huge into the writer of this because I've read some other stuff and I'm like think it's okay but so far I'm like way on board for this yeah no that's really cool like the idea that Lex Luthor is a villain just because he calls Superman out on his bullshit right. is really fucking yeah. that's interesting as hell where like Superman is supposed to be the good guy but what if someone calls the good guy out on his bullshit, like that he's not as perfect as he is. Mm-hmm. And then public image just skews him as a villain. Right. Yeah. And even like some things like uh Superman, like stops like a robbery from happening or something. And in order to do that, he like jumps in front of the car and the street breaks up and the car crashes into him and he picks it up and he like has it above his head. But the panel where he's got it above his head, he's also got like these glowing red eyes and shit. Yeah. And like people in the background are like legit terrified. Yeah. They're like, holy shit. Like yeah. this guy's fucking not playing around mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it's really cool to see it from the other mm-hmm. perspective. Granted, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop for like Lex Luthor to be like the biggest piece of shit in the world. But oh, yeah, I still really enjoying the ride for this. Nice. It's, uh, it's right outside. Like before you leave, I'll have you flip through. It. It's mm. really cool. And it's really short too so nice. you could probably get through it in like an hour or so um but anyway that's it that's all i've been into this last week jt my god well if people want to talk about how 
Mr. Incredible's the biggest piece of shit in the world to you. He very well, he, he could be. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Syndrome that family's, is right. That family's keeping him intact. <laughs> Where could they do that? Well, you can find always find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy. Well, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. We have a new, we have not a new Facebook, but we have a Facebook that we post uh, mostly just all of our new shows up on there. If you like to do that, hit up our tournament of random movies coming That's right. up. That's we uh, got Twitter Falling Down versus Shutter Island. Um, all of our new episodes are posted on to. Uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com Yes. If you don't want to listen to it there, it's on almost any other platform you would listen to podcasts to, uh, such as Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes, if you're the iTunes route. Yep. Hey, why don't you rate, hey. review us there? Hey! <laughs> if you like the show, that helps other people <laughs> find the show as well. If you got something you want to write into the show about, knock yourself out. We got a Gmail at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com Yes. That's it. That's it. That's the show. We did it. That is the show. That is the show. That is the show. And to build off of what we talked about tonight with The Incredibles, next week we are going to jump into the highly anticipated sequel, Mm -hmm. 14 years in the making. That's right. Incredibles 2. A lot of pressure. Don't disappoint. Don't, yeah. (laughs) You better be better than the first one, or we will shit all over you. It better be an A++. Yeah. I better just rip my own head off (laughs) with how Uh, much this better be better. That's right. Man, uh, those Moscow meals were good, but I am burping up that fiery ginger syrup. I tell you what. It is pretty spicy for what it is. My goodness. I don't know if I like it more than ginger beer, but... uh, it maybe was a nice we, change of pace. Yeah, maybe we haven't found the right mix yet. Yeah, we'll find it. We, we were got, just kind of pouring it in, and not yeah, completely. we still got more than half of it left. We'll get it right. We'll get it. We'll get it right on like the last drink we make of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the show next week. Incredibles two, but until next time, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am a JT three K, and we 